Hello, and welcome to episode 8 of the Read Between Podcast, the improvised storytelling podcast where we take the internet's weirdest suggestions and turn them into weird, wacky, and crazy stories through the power of improv. I am one of your co-hosts, Evan. And I'm your other co-host, Lynn. We are back with episode 8, second episode of the new year. So close to episode 10. Oh my god, we're approaching that milestone already. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I, I read an article this week that um, if you if you can make it past episode 7, that you've made it past the hump that most podcasters can't get through. So, oh. So, typically they say if you don't, most podcasts don't make it past episode 7 unless they're actually devoted to it. So, mm. we made it past that mark. We're actually interested in we this. We took like a month off, but <laughs> hey, we're still here. Exactly. We're back and we're we're back on schedule. We're back on doing this on time and getting it out to you guys. Also, just to show how committed uh, we are, um, I have been grossly disgusting, disgustingly ill for like a week. You have, you have, and I'm here. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> you were actually you were actually at the doctor's office earlier this week uh, because you just couldn't deal with it anymore. I was at the doctor's office. I was at the dentist, and I was like, "Hey, I think this infected tooth of mine." has like caused me to have an infection in my body and they were like yeah no that's not we, we looked at it through x-rays and stuff and it's not that bad but like as soon as they took out that tooth i stopped having like the shakes and i stopped getting cold hey so there I, you go. I think it was doing something it was to doing, me it was doing something to and you. then and then like for the rest of the week i just was gross and phlegmy and yeah. coffee and i have this cough medicine that tastes like liquid baby wipes <laughs> I, I've I've been telling her that the the more the more odd the liquid looks and the the more orange it looks, the better it is for you. Well, this is baby pink. Oh, it's baby pink. And I remember untwisting it because I couldn't smell at the time, and I smelled it. I was like, oh, I, I can't really smell anything. This is gonna be fine. Two teaspoons later, I'm like, wow, you need a chaser with this drink. <laughs> Yeah, and unfortunately you can't drink alcohol, so... Nope, because I'm on amoxicillin <laughs> on top of being sick. Oh, double duty. Double oh, duty for man. you. Oh, well, it's good to have you here. Glad Thanks. you're Glad you're up and about. Glad you're, glad you're not asleep. <laughs> oh, man. Well, the night... Remember the night like when I first took that cough medicine? Oh, yeah, I, you I passed out for 12 hours. Yeah, she was she was out for, for a long time. Every time she would wake up, she'd look at me and she's like, was I asleep? And I'd be like, yes, yes. And I went back to bed. Yes, you were. And I started at like 7 p.m. and mm-hmm. went till 7 a.m. Yep. Hey-o. <laughs> well, you're a real trooper. Glad you're here. I am a trooper, goddammit. Yes, yes, you are. And uh, and we're here to tell some more tell some more stories this week, Heck right? Heck yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so for those of you that may be new or haven't checked this out in a while, basically what we do here is uh, we take stories from the internet – uh, be it things that we find uh, strange articles that have weird headlines that are actually true or uh, randomized book titles and uh, and we'll take those suggestions and uh, we'll, we'll create the stories of those titles and headlines and uh, we'll do it all off the top of our heads. That yeah. was a long-winded explanation that for really what we was. do here. No, that's longer than you normally take. Yeah, let me let me condense that. We make shit up based on the internet. That's pretty easy. The pretty the, that's the long and short of it. And if you want to send us um, any titles or wacky articles, or if you have an idea for a story, just email us at readbetweencast uh, at gmail.com. Yes, yes, we will. We'll go over all of that stuff later on in the show. But uh, but to start us off, uh, Lynn is gonna peruse the subreddit r slash not the onion and uh, pick out some headlines for us that we will. Uh, We'll then decide which story we want to tackle. So, 
Lynn, what do you got for us? A Massachusetts man profanely defaced his own barn to get back at a neighboring pizza shop. He he defaced his own barn. To get back at a pizza shop nearby. Okay, huh. So, I mean, I'm not a big believer in that, but basically he was like, I hate that place, I'm going to destroy my property... Okay. To punish them. Huh. Okay. That's interesting. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Giant dumpling monument unveiled in rural Russia. <laughs> oh, those Russians. Putin uh, Putin is always trying to uh, make himself different. And I think this, Ru- this dumpling sculpture is no different. Um, okay. This one's just kind of funny, like the way it's worded. Okay. Tobacco giant says it wants to give up cigarettes. Ah, Okay. Yeah, I, I think I think I heard that ar- I heard of that article this week. Okay, I'll do another one. Then. Yeah, alcohol level in air at fraternity party registers on breathalyzer. Oh boy, that's strong. That's yeah, that's a crazy party. Yeah, that must right. Be going on, yeah. Okay, so the so the first one we had was the man defacing his own barn to get back at a pizza shop. Yes. Um, the second one we had was about the. Um, yeah, I have to scroll up a bit. Was it the tobacco, I think? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was the tobacco giant. Yeah. Um, and then the third one was the was the blood alcohol level. I like that sabotaging your own barn for the pizza shop. Yeah? I think that's, yeah. Okay. I think that's a good, I think we can. Wow, that was a hard one this week that was to a, find stuff. Yeah, that was a tough one. Yeah. So. Uh, I've never been that silent for that long. <laughs> All right. So, without further ado, let us, uh, let's tell the story of this man he defaced his own barn to get back at a pizza shop. So Jerry has never been a fan of pizza. Like, he is in the um, minority who think that pizza all, all around is just, you know, it's overhyped. All it is is bread with pasta. Wait, that's not pizza. Well, I mean, let's 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 be clear. Um, you can put pasta on, on bread um, and make it a pizza. CeCe's has mac and cheese pizza, okay. which I've eaten and is actually not bad. He used to work at CC's. I did used to work at a CC's pizza. Um, yeah, not a great experience. Not a great experience. But anyway, anyway. he was like, ah, oh, it's, you know, it's just bread with some sauce and cheese on it. Like, you know, it's not, it's not top tier food. I'm, uh, he, he's more of a steak guy. Okay. Um, and, and, you know, this, this local pizzeria has been really annoying with the little coupon ads that they send to everybody in the mail. Yeah, yeah this, so this was, this was the local pizzerama. Uh, now, Pizzarama in Jerry's neighborhood, he's, uh, I think it was from, what, Massachusetts? Mm-hmm. So his, uh, his neighborhood in Massachusetts has about six Pizzaramas in a five-square-mile area. Mm-hmm. So he would constantly be getting coupon books for, for the Pizzarama chains around him. And every, like, every other week, it's the same coupons. Nothing different, no new specials or anything like that. Um, and he's he's made it a point to go to, to go to the original Pizzarama, where the owner of the of the chains, uh, Gino Pizzarama, lives, or he lives in the he lives in the pizza shop. Yeah, yeah obviously, obviously, because um, that's his life. Yes, but uh, but Gino Pizzarama uh, didn't really care for Jerry's uh, Jerry's antics. He he started to make a big scene in the in the shop because he because he didn't want to see any more coupon books and. And Gino kicked them out, and it was a whole big mess. Yeah, yeah, it made local news. It yeah. made the newspaper headlines, and and really, it's just because Jerry didn't want the coupons. He wanted them to take it back. And of course, the girl behind the register was like, 
yeah, I, I can't take those. You know, like, you're supposed to use them, not me. I get free pizza. Yeah. And he was like, well, I don't like pizza. What do you want me to do with all of this pizza coupons? Well, and, and on the other on the other end with Jerry, um, he loves steak so much. But the problem with Jerry is that nobody offers coupons for steak dinners. Nobody does. Mm-mm. All the big steakhouses, they're never offering coupons for their, for their like, biggest cuts of meat. Because when Jerry goes out and he gets a steak, he goes to, like, a Texas Roadhouse or if he goes to, like... Uh, like a Ruby Tuesdays or something like that, or like, or if you're really, if you're living in New York, you'll know Peter Luger Steakhouse. If you go there, and he goes to get the biggest cut, you never get a coupon for that. You nope. never get a discount. He tried to fool um, a couple of steak places nearby. Mm-hmm. He tried to, he tried to get one of those uh, Pizzarama coupons, mm-hmm. and he tried to draw the pizza to look like a steak, and then tried to use that. Yeah. And I mean, like that wasn't the smartest move, Jerry, but. Yeah. They gave him effort. He still had to pay the full price though yeah. for his steak. Yeah. So I, I mean I give him credit, believe me. If I'm I'm always trying to find a way to, to find deals, but on a on a meal like that, it's nearly mm. darn near impossible. So Jerry was finding it very difficult on both ends of his problem. Not being able to get coupons for his favorite food and getting too many coupons for his least favorite food. So so he made it a point uh, to to try to come up with a way to get back at his arch nemesis, Gino Pizzarama. Mm-hmm. This feud had been brewing for months and months and months, and Jerry had to figure out a way to to make Gino look bad and to make Gino change his mind. Um, and the only way he thought to do that was to was to sabotage himself, which, if you think about it, seems a little weird. But but to Jerry, he thought it was the only way. Yep. Mm-hmm. But in order to sabotage himself, he had to figure out a way to do it that wouldn't seem like it would be hurting him. It would be hurting Gino. So what he did, um, Jerry lived on old old uh, farmland that belonged to his great-great-grandpappy. And um, there was just this old barn in the back that um, never used. It hasn't been used in years. So he started a project where he... Rebuilt the barn, he refurbished it, and then he made a pizza-rama out of it. Yeah, he, um, so he basically, he basically converted the entire barn into a functioning pizza shop. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, Jerry comes from a lot of money, so he had, his family was very wealthy. They were, they became very successful during the agricultural boom, and they saved a lot of their money, so that, so a lot of that inheritance got passed down to Jerry. Um, out of spite... He created this Pizzarama location in this barn. Full working ovens. He even hired a staff to run it. Mm-hmm. He did all of that. Um, and he opened it up. He opened it up for one week only. And he made so much money. So much money. Yeah, he made he made he made his initial investment back in those seven days. Easily. Easily. So on the last day of this Pizzarama shop being open, um, Gino Pizzarama stops in to get a good old greasy slice of that lovely triangle food. And, um... <laughs> lovely triangle food. Lovely triangle food. That's what, what, what are is. What are some other lovely triangle foods out there? Mac and cheese bites are triangular. That is true. That is true. Um... Put me on the spot, man. I don't know. <laughs> Crackers can be triangular. They can, they can be. Uh... Bread, if you cut it. 
I think we're having a hard time coming up with triangular foods. I'm having an okay time. I'm, I'm just ha- running out. I'm having a hard time too. I I, I just I you know listen to me. I said I was having an okay time. I'm just running out. Okay. Anyway, anyway. back to the yummy triangular food that is surrounding this story: pizza. Yes. Gino Pizzarama stops in to get a lovely greasy old slice, and uh, he sees Jerry behind the counter, and Gino just kind of looks at Jerry, and Jerry look at, looks at Gino, and there's silence for a moment, and Gino goes, you, uh, you stepping in on my territory? And, and, and Jerry doesn't even bother to say anything, he just nods, and, and then Gino's like, Thought you didn't like pizza. And and Jerry's just behind the counter. He looks at he looks at Gino. He just shrugs his shoulders as much as to say, I don't know. And Gino goes, I'll have a slice of your regular. <laughs> so Gino gets a slice, he sits down, he starts eating and he goes, Oh my god, this is the best pizza I've ever had. It's better than my my great grandma's pizza. Oh my god, it's so good. So uh, he goes back over to Jerry. Jerry, where did you get these recipes from? It's delicious. And, and, and Jerry's still not saying anything. Jerry's just shrugging his shoulders again. Saying, I don't know. I don't know. And, and Gino Pizzarama pizza goes, All right, look, I'll do anything, anything for your pizza recipe. It's better than my grandma's, okay? To Gino's surprise, Jerry looked at Gino straight in the eye. Shook his head. No. Said, absolutely not. No way. This is mine now. And with this, Gino, Gino huffs, storms out of the storms out of the restaurant. All the patrons inside absolutely confused as to what happened. Mm-hmm. And Gino leaves. He's done and they close up shop for the day. After everybody leaves, after all the employees leave, Jerry's sitting inside the restaurant and he's just sitting there contemplating. And he's he's thought to himself, you know, it's been really good. It's been really good for me. I've had, you know, good business this week, but but I still need something to get to get the people talking, to get the people saying something about why Gino's is so bad, why Gino's such a bad guy. You know, they already saw him in the store today when he when he huffed and puffed and ran outside when I said no. What can I do to make them think that he's he's a terrible guy? So with this, he grabs a can of tomato sauce that's sitting on the sitting on the counter. He looks at it. He looks at the front window. And he chucks it through the front window. Chucks it through the front window of the store. Glass breaks. The entire thing crumbles. And and then he just starts going to town, messing up this beautiful restaurant he had literally just built that week. You know, he he rips out the trays in the in the stand that keep the pizza warm he he started throwing chairs around he mm-hmm. actually broke a leg off of one of them and started swinging it at all the pictures he had hung up and framed himself um now the funny thing about all the pictures were they were pictures he had taken pictures of all the pictures that were in Gino's pizzerama shops yes. and just made copies of them and put them up on the wall yes exactly and and then he just turned on the ovens and just threw balls of dough in the ovens and watched as the dough expanded, 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 and then oozed out of the ovens, creating doughy lava that melted onto his red and white tiles. 
And and then the next thing he knew, that dough started burning, and then it caught on fire, and now his barn's on fire. And this is when Jerry goes, okay, this is perfect. This is this is going to create a scene. But he, he had one more thing that he had to do. What was that? He had a bunch of cans of tomato sauce lying out on the front lawn in front of the windows. Before the blaze became too intense, he grabbed a ladder, he grabbed a couple cans of sauce, and grabbed a paintbrush that he had when he was painting the store. He takes a tomato sauce, starts painting on the outside of the barn. Fuck you, Jerry. Gino's rules. With a Z? Yes, with a Z. Of course. With three Zs at the end of rules. Ooh, that's saucy. Yes. Then signed at the end of it, Gino. Wow. Just a... Really stamp at home. Yep. Uh, do you know rules, Gino? Yep. All right. Yeah. Um, and and so Jerry runs outside and and uh, he starts crying, like hysterically crying, and it's creating a crowd. First his neighbors and the people walking their dogs. Now mm-hmm. the news channel is here, and Jerry's telling everyone, "Look what Gino did. Look what he has his name on it. He mm-hmm. did it. Yeah. Oh my God, my beautiful pizza restaurant. All I wanted to do was." Was create peace and love and pizza. Eventually, uh, Gino's customers, his his loyal customers, they decide no, no more Gino's. And especially, especially the ones that were in Jerry's Pizzerama earlier that day. Yes. And they saw how Gino stormed yes. off and was in such a huff. They thought to themselves, uh-uh. "Of course he did it." Yes, of course. Look at the way he acted. Of course he did it. Mm-hmm. Um. So with that. Jerry got all of his attention. He got Gino's shut down all six locations. None of the locations were left standing after that. And uh, and Jerry kind of finally had his peace. And he decided to kind of revel in his success by rebuilding his Pizzarama again and creating uh, pizza, ironically. Mm-hmm. Um, the most famous one off of there was the steak dinner pizza, where he literally got green beans, mashed potatoes, and steak, and put it on a pizza. Um, that was his most known pizza. But to really bring this whole thing full circle, after everything happened with Gino and the, the pizza-rama that Jerry created being burned down, Jerry wanted to create this steak dinner pizza. And so he went to, he went to the local grocery store to get, the, to get the ingredients for it. So he got the green beans, he got the mashed potatoes, last thing he needed was a steak and he realized oh god if i'm gonna be making a lot of these steaks can be really expensive i don't know how i'm gonna afford this so he goes to the store gets a whole bunch of green beans a whole bunch of potatoes and he gets some steak and he goes to check out check out lady at the front of the store she says hey i i know you i saw you on tv yeah yeah you were the guy you were the guy that had the pizza rama that got burned down i'm so sorry to hear that and Jerry says, of course, yeah, that's me. It's been a rough week. I'm trying to create this new pizza now that I'm that I'm the only game in town. And the steak is so expensive. I don't know if I can even do it. And uh, she looks at him. She takes the steak. She takes it over the scanner and puts it right in the bag and says, this is on us. You come back here whenever you need steak and it's on us. And I think at this point, Jerry's kind of feeling a little guilty because now his rivalry has gone outside of its little walls. Mm-hmm. You know, now it's 
moved past just him and Gino. Everyone else is involved because he he planted this lie and let it grow like a beautiful, gross flower. Mm-hmm. And a beautiful, gross pizza flower, if you will. Yes. And, um, and so he goes back and he's, he's mulling it over. He's feeling guilty and... And he goes back to his pizzeria restaurant and he's creating his new pizza food when he hears someone at the front desk ask for an application. And he looks over and it's Gino. And Jerry's just surprised. He's just like, I thought he would build somewhere else, go somewhere else. But this news made national headlines, so nobody wants to go to a pizzerama anywhere. Mm-hmm. So Jerry walks out and he tells uh, his worker, don't, don't even bother giving an application. I'm going to sit down with him now and, and I'll see if, if we can get an interview going today. Mm-hmm. So he sits down with, with Gino and they start talking. And, that's, and I think that's when Jerry really realized that Gino, th- there was no hate there. It was all stuff that Jerry had fermented himself. It was stuff that he f- let fester. It was a silly. It was a silly rivalry. It was over some coupons. It was over coupons. And it turned into this whole national headline making, building burning down, you know. People losing money, losing their jobs. Yeah, losing their reputations. So Jerry and and Jerry knew he didn't have to bring it up, because Gino obviously knows mm-hmm. that he wasn't the one that burned down Jerry's pizzeria. Yeah. It was Jerry who did it. But Jerry just looks up at Gino and goes, I'm sorry. And Gino goes, nah, it's all right. I just want to make pizza. And then and then Jerry afterwards says, well, I don't know jack shit about pizza. So I need somebody that knows pizza to help me run this place. And Gino says, you got your man right here. And he put on the apron and the, and the chef's hat and... And he just marched back in there and started doing the pizzas. And Jerry and Gino's Pizzarama is now 12 locations strong all over Massachusetts. <laughs> the end. The end. All, all right. right. That was a good one. Yeah. That was a, good, that was a good, good ending to that story. That could have ended a lot worse, but that ended really, really well. I, we rarely tell a story that ends badly. Yeah. There's been maybe one or like, two. That has, like, dark endings. Yeah. Know? I feel like we had one last week that ended bad. I don't remember. Yeah. Gosh, doing these podcasts. You forget what you... You forget. Someone, uh, one of my internet friends was talking to me today, and they were like, I listened to your episode where you talked about Sonic. <laughs> and I forgot that I screamed chili dogs into a microphone once. Yes, we, uh, yeah, in episode three, we turned John Carpenter into the biggest Sonic fan of all time. Where he actually turned into Sonic the Hedgehog at the of end of the story. Yeah, you should go back and listen to that. <laughs> yeah, so. Well, in the meantime, I think we should take a break. Yeah, we'll take a break. We'll uh, we'll go over some stuff, and then we will come back with another story right here on the Read Between Podcast. See you soon. Hey, guys. Evan here. Just wanted to fill you in on a few of the things uh, that we've had happen in the past week here with the Read Between Podcast uh, relating to where the show can now be found. Uh, we've had a little bit of a change in terms of where we're hosting the show. We've uh, we originally had the show on SoundCloud for the first six or seven episodes, uh, but we decided to make the change this past week, and we are now running on Pinecast. Pinecast is a new hosting service for podcasts, and uh, yeah, we're really excited to be part of it. It's a nice small 
uh, small site, but it's got a lot of cool features. So uh, you can find our show uh, on Pinecast. If you go on pinecast.com and search the Read Between Podcast, you should be able to find us there. Also, the link to that site is available on our Twitter page, which is at ReadBetweenCast. Uh, also this week, we got approval for two new platforms that the show can be found on, which are Google Play Music and Stitcher Radio. So if you go to Stitcher Radio or Google Play Music and search the Read Between Podcast, you'll be able to find the show there. So we're adding, we're spanning our reach to all over the internet now with this podcast. So you have no reason to not find the show and subscribe. So uh, for those who may not have subscribed yet... Uh, you can find the show on iTunes, you can find it on Google Play, you can find it on Stitcher, you can also find it on YouTube. Uh, if you search Read Between Podcasts on any of those sites, you're sure to find it there. Um, also, for those of you who have suggestions on stories or things you want us to talk about on the show, uh, make sure you drop us a line on Twitter or use our Gmail address, which is readbetweenpodcasts at gmail.com. Uh, there's also, oh gosh... I don't know what else to talk about here, but uh, we've got a lot of cool stuff coming up in the future. Uh, I've got some of my uh, some of my improv friends from the, here in the Lehigh Valley in Pennsylvania that I'm going to be talking to and uh, arranging some guest storytelling spots for them. Uh, and also, we'll be uh, we'll be working with some uh, with some fellow podcasters in a group called uh, Mabim Bam Podcasters on Facebook, uh, who are friends who are people that listen to the uh, very popular podcast My Brother, My Brother and Me uh, from the McElroy Brothers. Uh, there's a lot of great podcasts on that uh, page there, and uh, probably in the next few weeks you'll be hearing some ad reads from those podcasts, so stay tuned for that, and uh, if you're interested in becoming part of that group, go to my Bim Bambino Podcasters on Facebook. Uh, also, if you want to find us on Facebook, go to facebook.com slash readbetweencast, and you'll find us there. Uh, I think without any further ado, let's get back to the show, and let's tell another story. All right, and we are back. We are back. For the second half of episode eight. Damn, far away from the mic. Back with the second half of The Last Jedi. No, wait, that's no. That's the other episode eight that's come out recently. Yeah, that was a lame joke, by the way. Ah, yeah, I know. Even though I'm a comedian, I make bad jokes. Oh, really? I didn't know living with you. Okay, so for the second half of the show, <laughs> for this... <laughs> For the second half of the show here, uh, what I do is I use a website called FantasyNameGenerators.com, and they have what's called a book title generator, which will give us a whole bunch of different genres, and we'll randomly spin um, on those genres, and we'll get some randomly generated story titles. Yep. And then we will choose which one of those stories we want to tell. Yes. All right. So, Lynn, uh, would you like to would you like to hear the choices in the humor category? Sure. All right. So let's spin. Okay. Here's one. Farts setup. Okay. It's random. It's random. I don't know where it comes from, but it's random. <laughs> what's? <laughs> I don't. I. Okay. Okay, that's one. Uh, what's What's the next genre you'd like me to spin on? Mm, sci-fi. Sci-fi. All right. So let's do one, two, three. What's the story we see? You made that joke last time. No, well, this is a different one. Um, girls with a UFO. They just carry it around in their back pocket? <laughs> I, guess, I guess so. I, well, we don't know. We'll have to... We, we tell the story. How about the mystery? The mystery? The a mystery, mystery category. A mystery category? Okay. So, one, two, three. What do we see? Corrupted by the river. All right. So, we have fart setup. 
Girls with a UFO and Corrupted by the River. I just, I really like Girls with a UFO. I, I think Girls with a UFO is a good one, too. Okay, good. We can, we can have some fun with that All one. All right. So. Sounds good. So, without further ado, let us tell the story of Girls with a UFO. So, it is the year 1996. Mm-hmm. Uh, the film Clueless. Did that come out around that time, I guess? Clueless? Which one's Clueless? Uh, the one with Alicia Silverstone, where it's the high school girls and all. As if... Dude, I don't know. Well, it's the 90s. Clueless just came out. And uh, legions of girls are uh, are now becoming these characters in real life. Or they're now seeing how, uh, how they're portrayed in a film as they actually are in real life. Um, and these three girls, um, Sarah, Bethany, and Tara, all uh, are all a part of the same friend group. They've been friends for years. Mm. They're approaching the end of their senior year in high school. They're about to go off to college. It's a really rough and tumultuous time for all of them. And uh, and they spend weekends together. They do all sorts of things. They talk about boys. They talk about their future. They talk about all this stuff. And uh, but, they, but they feel like they're lacking something in their friendship. They feel like there's not enough mystery or excitement anymore. Because they've been friends for 15, 16 years now. Mm-hmm. So. so they all decide to go out hiking. They hear um, that the nearby woods, they have some great trails, and so there they go, and they're like, yeah, why don't we, uh, why don't we go out hiking, you know, find ourselves and stuff. Mm-hmm. So they all set, set sail for it, and um, while they're walking, it's been, let's say, like, two hours on the trail. They're mm-hmm. pretty deep, pretty yeah. deep in the trail, and they hear, like, a weird humming. Mm-hmm. So they go, okay, like, what, what's that noise? What's humming? And so they keep walking, and it's getting louder and louder. So Tara decides, hey, why don't we follow the noise, see where it leads us? Mm-hmm. And they go, okay. So they follow the noise, and um, they end up coming across this huge crater in the middle of the woods. And getting closer to it, they see this flying saucer-looking mm-hmm. thing. And so they all decide to inspect a little bit more. So they climb down into the crater, and start poking around and they find an entrance mm-hmm. and they walk in and and there's not much there that they could really like decipher you mm-hmm. know like it doesn't make a lot of sense to them yeah it's it's all in an alien language that they've they've never been exposed to i mean they took spanish class in high school they took french class in high school but they never took any sort of classes on alien language yeah because it's california it's the valley you don't take classes on on uh on space languages <laughs> So, um, so they finally find what looks like a cockpit and they head inside and they see, they see a single gray green figure behind what looks like flies the UFO Mm -hmm. and it's passed out. And, um, Bethany goes over and goes, wow, are you like, okay, like who is this guy? I don't, is it even a guy? And then Sarah's like. Sarah says to Bethany, look, I don't know what he's doing here, but we need to figure out what's going on because I need to get home by six and my mom's not going to be happy if we don't get back. So let's find out who this guy is and then we'll go. So they they find like a stick, run out, find a stick. They go back mm-hmm. in and they just start poking it. And they're just like, hello, hello. Like. Who are you? Why why are you in the woods? And finally, this thing just, like, wakes up. 
and just looks at them and they go hi and then and then this alien figure just sort of start is startled as he wakes up and and looks over and and says to them who who are you humans what what how did you find me you're in the woods you're just like in the woods do you know where you are like why do you look like this I, I I am from another galaxy. I, I crash landed on your planet what seems like ages ago, but I I do not know I do not know how long it has been since I have what? arrived. How do you survive without like food? Have you like pooped yourself? That would be gross. And and with this, the the alien the alien then ex- goes on to explain how he got to the planet and what his purpose is there, which his purpose there is to just was to just find out if there's any human life. So yes. he's accomplished his mission. But these girls are just fascinated and both the, and disgusted as well by this guy. But they want to know more. They want to know more about what he's about and mm. where he comes from and and why he doesn't wear any clothes and why he's constantly naked. So yeah, so they so they're fascinated by this by this new person. Ali- they don't realize he's an alien because they they're not too bright. They're we'll, not. We'll we'll just we'll make it very clear. These girls are not very bright. But they're able to convince him to come out of his UFO. Mm-hmm. Um, they convince him to walk back with them, and Bethany decides that. Their new alien friend can go live with her for the weekend since her parents are away. Mm-hmm. And so Bethany takes him home and 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 looks at him and goes, "You like need a makeover stat. Like, how do girls even find you attractive?" And the alien responds, "I I do not understand the the importance of attractiveness on this human planet." Okay, well, I guess I'll just show you then. Okay, so we're gonna, like, get you a shower or something, because first of all, you stink. So, so with that, Bethany takes the alien, which she then affectionately gave the name of, uh, of Buster. No, like a dog. Like a dog, because she doesn't understand that this is an actual, while it's an alien, it's still a person, not another, not like a dog, but she, she took, she took Buster, gave him a shower, uh, which surprisingly didn't kill him. Yeah, it, right. Which, because we he should be having like multiple allergic reactions. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then she dressed him in her brother's, her younger brother's old hand-me-down clothes, which ended up only coming to like halfway up his torso. Yeah, it was a lot of like short shorts and belly shirts. Her brother wore short shorts. No, and like to him, to the oh, alien, to him, because yeah. it's like the proportions. Got don't, it. Yeah. Yeah. They don't match up. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and I don't know, her brother might. I ain't judging. I'm not judging either. I was just... Um, so, the last thing, Bethany's looking over Buster. And Buster obviously doesn't seem like he's too into it, but, like, whatever, I guess. Um, she's looking over Buster, and she goes, You need hair. Bald is weird. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, with, and with that, um, Bethany goes into her mom's room. Where her mom keeps her stash of wigs, mm. um, and then she takes one of her mom's wigs. She takes a short bob cut one, which would look a little more like something a guy would have if he had a weird haircut. Um, 
and then puts that wig on him and uh and she says oh my god you look fabulous you look so good you're ready to go out on the town you want to like sneak into some bars and get some shirley temples or something and buster just says i i don't i don't understand human customs but i i will partake in your activities for the sake of my understanding and then he goes that sounds like a yes to me i'll call up the girls yeah <laughs> but Buster but buster realizes that he needs to get his ufo back um so what the girls end up doing is they they all pile into they all pile into the car together they take buster they go back up to the mountain and they get his ufo luckily with buster's ufo his ufo has cloaking capabilities so he can get in the ufo with all of them he can get in fly over to the club park the ufo and put it in stealth mode so nobody will see it Mm. so it's very inconspicuous so they end up having a night out in the town driving a ufo and um they they told multiple people that night so like even though the ufo was cloaked like you know, Tara had a little too much to drink, and she was like, yeah, we drove her in a UFO, guys. Like, it's so crazy. It's super fast. Like, you wouldn't even believe it. And nobody thought anything no, of no it. No one, everyone just thought she was drunk. Yeah. Um, let us let us reiterate, even though these girls are in high school, uh, let's let's just say that underage drinking is bad. Don't, don't do it. Okay, well, I was going to make the joke that the Shirley Temples that they were drinking were uh, virgins. Oh, okay. So, that's right. They were going out for Shirley Temples. I forgot about that point. <laughs> Still, underage drinking is bad. Don't do it. You do you. You do you. I can't say that I didn't drink underage. So. Be responsible. Be responsible. Be responsible. So, um, the one thing, though, uh, is that Buster was killing it at these clubs. He had, he had the sweetest dance moves. Sweetest dance moves, and he was just picking up girls left and right because the thing with the thing with women especially in california in the valley is that they like mysterious guys you've ever seen an episode of like beverly hills 90210 or something like that all the girls like the mysterious guys the guy the bad boys the ones that the ones that you don't know much about they're mystery Uh that makes them more attractive Uh so seeing this guy with weird looking skin his eyes are like giant diamonds and then like wearing a wig with short shorts and crop top yeah they were like i'm in yeah so um so they leave the first club and like two more girls are following buster Mm -hmm. and um tara sarah and bethany don't think anything of it they're like whatever like it's whatever we don't even care and they go to the next club and um again roger's just killing it on that dance floor Mm -hmm. Just like moving and grooving, can't stop, won't stop, yeah. kind of situation. And then and then it gets it gets to a point after a while where uh, where Buster uh, where Buster feels the need that he likes one of these girls and he's gonna he's gonna go off and hang out with them, leaving Sarah, Bethany, and Tara to fend for themselves. And once the club closes down, they can't find Buster. He's nowhere to be found. But oh, however, they go out in the parking lot. And the UFO is still there. Yeah. So they go, whatever, we can drive ourselves home. We don't need Buster. We can figure out how to fly this UFO by ourselves. No problem. We're all smart. We're so good at driving, right? 
We both we all have our permits. Like we can do this. The sad part is they've all been in at least three accidents each since they've gotten their, their permits. permits. Yeah. How they're still able to have a permit, who knows? It's beyond us. It's beyond our <laughs> comprehension. So, um, they all pile in, and they sit down, and they just start pressing random buttons. You know, one one um, makes a loud beeping noise, mm-hmm. so they have to turn that off right away. And then, then Sarah ends up pressing one button um, that says, Navigation course set. And all of a sudden, Sarah says... What button did I press? Where are we going? And then she she kind of talks into it like it's a like it's Siri, and she mm-hmm. goes, "Take me home. I want to go home." And then she presses another button that goes, Eighth Galaxy, set to destination." Yeah, and then presses one more button. Course set for Uvu Jabber. <laughs> and then she's like, "But I've never been to Uvu Jabber." They don't even get time to like change that mm-hmm. you know like next thing they know they just hear a boom and they're off into space yep. the girls like don't even feel it at first you know they don't they don't feel it mm-hmm. but a couple minutes later they, they do feel the ufo stop mm-hmm. and they go outside and now they've landed on the um far off planet called uber uber jabber whatever you called it mm-hmm. And um, they step outside and they just see it's it's like a bunch of shopping malls and clubs that sell virgin Bloody Marys. <laughs> and they're like, oh my God, guys, I think we're in heaven. <laughs> and then Tara's like, Tara says uh, to the other girls, somebody call, somebody call the community college and tell them I'm not coming back for the fall semester. I'm not coming for the fall semester. I'm staying here on this planet because it is the best. And they all go, yeah, and run off to go shopping in that first mall. And they have never been seen on Earth since. <laughs> However, Buster, Buster has made, uh, made quite a name for himself. He's known as like, like the man. Buster actually became Johnny Depp. How the fuck did that happen? Oh, because of the crop tops? Crop tops. Ha! And yeah, and he started wearing bracelets too. Ah, and big sunglasses. Yep, yeah. Yeah, because the actual the actual Johnny Depp, after he did Edward Scissorhands, was like, nah, I'm done with this shit. But then they found Buster and uh He was a fine replacement. He looked weird enough. And yeah. <laughs> so now the Johnny Depp you see and no the C the Johnny Depp you see today is actually Buster, the alien. Buster the a- alien. Yes. The end. The end. <laughs> Jesus. Oh God, that was a weird one. That was a weird one. But a... I think we knew going in. Yeah, yeah. When, uh, when, yeah, girls with a UFO, you know, you're gonna get that kind of story. All right. Well, that was a that was a fun, fun little set of stories. Fun little to... trip. Yeah. Fun little trip in our favorite rocket ship. Only it's a UFO. Oh yes. All right. Well, Evan, you want to shamelessly plug yourself? Sure. So, uh, so I am on Twitter. Uh, with the with the handle at e underscore Williamson ninety three, you can find me tweeting all of my all of my goings ons, which is not much, uh, on there. Um, yeah, you can find me there. I'm uh, trying to tweet more and trying to do more on there. So uh, so keep an, keep an eye out there. 
Also, if you're in the if you're ever in the Lehigh Valley area of Pennsylvania, I perform improv comedy with the team Family Laundry on the second and fourth Saturday of every month at the Improv Comedy Power Hour in Bethlehem at Steel Stacks. Uh, for more information, you can go to www.steelstacks.org/comedy for information on my shows and a whole bunch of other shows that uh that are going on in uh, Pennsylvania. Also, the end of January, we have the Steel Stacks Improv Comedy Festival, which is a two-day festival with a whole bunch of teams from all over the country coming together to do some improv. And uh, I'll be on the sh- I'll be on the festival in three sets over the two days. Uh, so the shows are Friday, uh, January 26th, and Saturday, January 27th. So uh, make sure you go online to uh, www.steelstacks.org to find out more information about that. And if you're coming in the area, you can purchase tickets in advance and you save a couple bucks. So uh, I think that's it for me, for my shameless plugs. Okay. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Ann Lynn, A-Y-N-N-E-L-N-N. Um, I'm also on Twitch. Hey, guys, what's up? I'm on Twitch. That's um, also twitch.tv backslash A-Y-N-N-E-L-N-N, Ann Lynn. Um, I tweet a lot, and whatever I do on the internet, and whenever I do it, I normally post it on my Twitter. So, just follow me, man. Like, it's a cool time. It's a cool, fun time. You can follow this podcast on Twitter as well, at ReadBetweenPodcast. ReadBetweenCast. Oh, I'm sorry. At ReadBetweenCast. Cast. Um, and we normally, we, we haven't been active on there. We gotta step our game up with that a little bit. We're working on it. But, um... You know, that's where we tweet out when the episodes go live, mm-hmm. um, and we'll be sure to work on it a little bit more, make sure it's a little bit more exciting yeah. when you go visit. Yeah, um, and when you want to go listen to the show or subscribe to the show, uh, you can find us on YouTube, you can find us on iTunes, you can find us on Stitcher Radio, you can find us on Google Play, and you can find us on Pinecast. Uh, the links to all those, uh, the links to the Pinecast website will be on our Twitter page. And if you search read between, if you search the read between podcasts on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play, or Stitcher, you're bound to find us there. So we're on the internet. Look we're, us up. we're on the internet. And uh, if you have any comments or suggestions of anything you'd like to hear or see on the show, make sure you send them to our Gmail address, which is readbetweencast at gmail.com. Yeah. Well, I think other than that. That's all you get from us this week. Yeah, that's all, that's, that's all you get. You get nothing else. Good day, sir. Sorry. I said good day. I channeled my inner Willy Wonka there for Apparently. a minute. <laughs> so I think that's it for us here at Read Between HQ. Uh, thanks for listening, and uh, we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>